Today's expert, though, is an expert on psychometric testing. So if you've ever applied for a job and been asked to do a test like this, you'll know what we're talking about. If not, well, would you say you're more spontaneous or more organised? Are you an introvert? Do you party hard or work hard? Much like an interview, a psychometric test is a way for an employer to figure out what type of employee you are. And today's expert is Dave Winsborough. He's the founder of organisational psychology consultancy Winsborough Limited and has worked with many organisations, including the Defence Force, foodstuffs, energy companies and banks on psychometric testing. And Dave joins us now. Hi, Dave. Hey, Jesse. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for your time today. And I'll sprinkle my questions, well, I'll sprinkle listener questions in with my questions. Um, Here's a good one to kick us off. Would you please ask Dave, Jesse, if psychometric tests are tests or are they assessments? Because using tests sort of implies that there's a right or wrong. But with personality, surely everyone has one. Any thoughts? Uh, uh, It's a really good question. And um, and whoever whoever the you know, the listener was that asked the question is right. I don't think, you know, you can't fail a personality. You've got the personality that you've got. And um, in that sense, it's an assessment. I don't even know where the idea of a test came from. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, we the, the point of doing one of these things is to give you in, information about how you're likely to show up. Uh, and so, you know, in that sense, there's no pass or fail. It's not like, you know, it's not like a school test or a university test or a driver's test. Yeah. Crispins in Christchurch, she says, sort of a related question really, what is the difference in using assessment for selection and assessment for development? And I think the point there is it seems a bit harsh if someone does a, a test on your personality and decides you're not right. But probably most people can understand once you're in a job why it might be useful to know what sort of thinker you are and how that might fit in with everyone else um so the you know the 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 tool that you use if you if you take a personality assessment uh how you choose to use the information is you know up to the organization or up to the individual and um it it is going to give you it's going to tell you something about uh you know as we said how you show up for for a selection an organization really should have done uh, what we would call a validation study, which is where we are able to confidently assert that scores, you know, the score or the score range that you get on an assessment uh, predicts the kind of performance that people who get similar scores uh, produce on the job. Um, Sadly, I think that lots of organizations don't bother to do that. And that is why we end up with the kind of situations that people often describe, which is they were told on not getting a job that they somehow failed the assessment, um, which is just not the case. So, you know, the difference between um, there's no difference in the person and there's no difference in the, in the assessment. It's how we choose to use the information. Okay. Two basics then. What is a psychometric test? What do you do when you take one? Uh what do you do when you take one? You're going to end up answering um, a range of a number of questions. So, and and it's these are self reports. So this is you ticking yes or no, or a lot like me, or not much like me on um, 
in response to a whole bunch of questions like some of the ones you described before. So, you know, I like to party or um, uh, or uh, I'm really interested in science or, you know, a range of questions like that. And over, over many years, uh, the patterns of responses have been correlated with uh, what, how people show up in the real world. So the, the psychometric part just is, is just talking about the statistics that sit behind these things that enable us to, to, um, uh, you know, to put people into categories in effect so that we can say, you know, you are, uh, you know, you're more extroverted or you are more introverted, you are more emotionally stable or you tend to be a bit more passionate. So the psychometric part just means it's a, um, an assessment that has been designed and validated to describe personality. What do you enjoy about these tests? Why have you decided to make this your life's work? <laughs> uh, because I was trained as a clinical psychologist and um, uh, it, it didn't take me too long uh, working with people to go, I just, I just didn't really enjoy um, sitting in an office listening to how unhappy people were. And, and I became much more interested in uh, the world of work and um, and I, I just wanted to work with people in um, in more positive situations. And that led inevitably to working in organizations and um, and and inside organizations, you know one of the one of the most critical things that any leader uh, is going to ask a psychologist is, oh my God, you know, how do I work with this person or that person or why is my boss like this or or how come uh, I didn't get the promotion when other people did? And, um, and uh, personality is uh, is the foundation for understanding, being able to give people coherent answers to that. You know, we all have a personality; everyone's got one. And um, uh, you know, human beings look at and describe other people in in terms of personality traits, and, th- and that's why I got uh, particularly interested in it. And um, I was very really lucky to be able to work with uh, one of the one of the giants of the personality. Um, uh, research world uh, and and used his assessment for a long, long time until we ended up building our own more recently. I'll ask you a question which is sort of an amalgamation of various listener questions, which is how can we trust these tests if it's just people reporting what they think about themselves? Sometimes people aren't very accurate assessors of what they are like, or worse, they may be giving us the answers they think we want to hear. Uh, okay, so so you know, let's take that. We'll take the second part first, because what we're what you're kind of implying is, oh my god, you know, people are going to fake somehow a personality mm. test, and then and then we won't know the real person. Mm. But but I th- but I think faking is is kind of a non-issue in that. Uh, we are all governed to some degree by situations and um, and in response to those situations, we're going to tune up or tune down aspects of, of you know, how we normally behave. So if, if I go to a church, I am not going to be the kind of person who's kind of, um, you know, speaking loudly or speaking out of turn or interrupting, you know, that the situation has... Um, uh, has some control over how I how I respond, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm faking. It's just that's what we call social skill, 
and if you, if you put it in the context of um, turning up in an interview, then the same thing, you know, people are going to adjust their behavior and, and people who can't adjust their behavior uh, and who show up, you know, kind of all the time uh, are, are probably not the kind of people that you want to, um, you know, who show up just exactly as they are and, and don't respond, you know, to how other people are. Are the sorts of people you probably don't want to hang out or have employed. So, I think I think the ability to control how you show up or adjust how you show is actually a measure of social skill. Most assessments have what we call measures of social desirability, so we can tell whether someone's really trying too hard uh, to put on um, a good impression. Really, and we and we have measures of reliability which is, you know, that you consistently respond to the same thing. So uh, those those are useful if you if you want someone, if you want to, um, you know, be an airline pilot. We like people who are reliable and conscientious um, and are very happy to do the same series of checks every time they get in the airplane versus someone who's, uh, you know, who's <laughs> responding is a little more random. Right. And is, yeah. Um, are all tests the same? Uh, um, or, or any modern, any good modern psychometric assessment personality measure is going to be based on what we call the big five factors, which um, uh, w- w- which has become the kind of gold standard for describing uh, human personality. And those five factors are whether you're extroverted, um, whether you are open to new ideas, whether you are warm and agreeable, whether you're conscientious and whether you're emotionally stable. And some people argue for another one called um, honesty, humility. Or, um, and if, if an assessment is based around those big five factors uh, and there are you can access the manual, you know, you're probably going to work with a, a pretty good test. There are just a ton of these things out there for free. You know, am I an, a lark or an owl or a, you know, is my, you know, is my left brain or right brain or, and I would shy well clear of those. And at the risk of upsetting, you know, half the world, uh, you should probably shy clear of the MBTI as well, the Myers-Briggs, which is a very popular test, but but not well regarded by um, people in my game. Why not? Um, uh, I think Jung would have had a heart attack uh, <laughs> when he saw what uh, what turned up. I think it's um, the theory behind it is um, is maybe not very sound. The test itself puts people in one of sixteen boxes. You know, I'm an INTJ or an um, uh, an INFP, or uh, and and the implication is that you're kind of stuck in your box, and that's just not a modern understanding of how personality works. So. Um, you know, we think that well, we know there's a lot more behavioural flexibility than is predicted in a in a Myers Briggs, and the Myers Briggs also falls prey to what's called the um, the Barnum effect, where you, you could read any number of people the very same description from one of those boxes, mm-hmm. and and they're most likely to go, God, you know, that sounds quite a lot like me. Right. <laughs> yeah, they sometimes say that about the um, about star signs, right? Think, well, so I'm such, exactly I'm such a Leo, but then if someone told you you're yeah. a Cancer and read all that, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's right. I do that's like right. spending time at home. I do love my family. Yeah. I do there get occasionally moody and emotional. Um, 
But perhaps I've said choosing? too much about my astrological uh, knowledge. <laughs> hey, well, this one you got me to take, um, and I don't want to bore people um, with my own personality, but you should feel free if it's useful. You can say whatever you like. I've got no secrets. Um, you got me to do a deeper signals test, and is that just your version of a psychometric test? That, that is the test that I built with my uh, with my colleagues in New York and uh, Portland and Rome. So yeah, that is a it is a well validated uh, personality test that we built, and it seems to come down to six pairings of words, yeah. and you tend towards one, or you tend towards the other, or perhaps, as happened in a couple of cases with me, you are right up one end. You you were right up one end, so. You know, the, one of the I think the best way to think about personality um, is is most people are kind of average. So if we pick one of these, you know, I describe what we call the um, the big five factors before, and we talk about emotional stability, then that that runs a continuum all the way from uh, people who are like you, which is you know you are you are balanced and calm most of the time you tend not to worry much you're probably very comfortable in your own skin at one end versus the other end where I live which is uh, you know people who are anxious and worried concerned about how they show up to other people and pay a lot of attention to what could possibly go wrong Um, most people aren't at the extremes most people sit in the middle but um, the the utility of a test like this is it, it gives us some information. If you and I were working together, it would be really useful to know, for example, for you to go, you know, my God, what what is that guy worrying about so much? And for me to go, <laughs> I can't understand why Jesse is not panicking, even though the boat is sinking. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I, I, I what I quite enjoyed about the report is is not necessarily, you know, what my personality was but how I might use that knowledge at work. And that was a quite a good example because I should be aware that other people might think I'm not sufficiently concerned about something because of my <laughs> natural style of calmness, no matter what's going on. Is that fair? Uh, look, completely fair. You know, I mean, I think the utility of these things is to help is, is for people to become more self-aware um, and self-aware just means, knowing how I how I show up in the eyes of other people. Um, you know, we would distinguish between what we'll call your identity, which is the the you that you know on the inside, yeah. versus versus your reputation, which is the you that we know from interacting with you. And any good personality test should tell us more about the latter than the former. Yeah, I, I, again, I found that interesting. And and again, I don't want to bore people with, with my... Um, Test, but it, but I only say this as a way of illustrating this. That, um, for example, one of the things the test said to me is maybe you should talk about how you're feeling more often in the workplace because other people can't read you and they may assume their assumptions may be wrong about how you're feeling about something. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but does that ring a bell for you? So so interesting, right? I mean the the I mean the thing for you to do would be to kind of check it out with your colleagues or or you know someone who knows you intimately like your um, like your partner and and get them to validate it um, sometimes people you know do a psych test 
get the answers and go, that's not like me at all. And, and it's like, well, well, that's possibly true. You know, I mean, it, th- these things aren't, um, you know, this is not a, a sentence set in stone. Um, you should you should validate your psych test with um, asking other people, do I really show up like this or do I show up like this sometimes? Um, I'll drop in a, another question from a listener. Katie says, 20 years ago, I had a student job taking psychometric tests to train employers to test people and give feedback for all sorts of jobs. They gave me a supposedly very difficult spatial test for air traffic controllers because they wanted to train on giving people feedback for poor results. My results were so good that we had to pretend I'd done poorly. It's always been in the back of my mind since then that I'm in the wrong field in the arts and music, says Katie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Any thoughts? Um, so so th- th- that's a very particular test. So you know, yeah. the, the personality test that you did is a more generic, you know, like, you know, how do I how do I come across for when you're measuring things like um, visuospatial or um, you know memory or then we're leaning more into the kind of cognitive ability yeah. and so you know I think what that says is the person who was the listener is probably quite smart um, thinks fast uh, and you know has has good spatial awareness those kind of tests are often um, you know, highly technical in the way that they're constructed and aimed at one particular one particular job. PK says I once scored two percent in conformability and two percent uh-huh. in agreeability in an assessment that pretty much dashed my career prospects in my chosen field. That's a sad story. Oh my god! You know, I mean, what do you say? Like, uh, the first thing is, <clears throat> you know, you can't fail. You, you got the personality that you've got. You know, we should talk about whether you can change your personality, but for PK, um, what, what what that means is, you know, you've got someone who likes to go their own way uh, and doesn't like being told what to do. So I imagine is going to do much better in a job where uh, they've got quite a degree of autonomy. They don't have to mix with the most annoying public or really frustrating co-workers because it would show. Um and when they're allowed to do, uh, you know, be spontaneous or impulsive or even creative, probably, probably, I don't know, advertising sounds perfect for them. <laughs> yeah, well, that that is an interesting question. If they did score lower in the areas that they think their employer or the industry valued, can you go away, work on this stuff and go back and and score differently next time, honestly? You you could you know like I said you can fake a test but but behavior you know we all have we all have temperaments everyone when you behave everybody does something rather than something else and we tend to revert back to what is easiest for us and partly that's a matter of genetics it might be you know kind of uh, your upbringing it's almost certainly to do with training uh, and. And the evidence is that you can shift your personality. So if you wanted to be conscientiousness or, um, uh, you know, what we would call disciplined, which is, again, a score that you, you score highly in, is really a desirable characteristic. It's, you know, you're good with detail, you're reliable, you know, follow rules, well-organized. So you can you can push yourself to to be like that. But but if you get tired or under pressure, yeah. it's much harder to sustain. 
So yes, you can change your personality. Most people don't even bother to try. Um, and but with effort and diligence, yeah, you you can you can shift some of those scores. I think personally, because I think I tend to be quite a rigid thinker, but over the years, and um, I've done you know creative jobs which have involved brainstorming, and you know I've worked yeah. in comedy writers' rooms, and and I think I've nurtured the slight, what is quite an uncomfortable position for me, which is that super open-minded, no idea is a bad idea, let's go along with it and see where it takes us. You know, I feel like I have kind of fostered that, and I think. I think that is an area outside my personality because of how I feel when I say yes, when I would normally say no. So, uh, you know, that's just a beautiful example, I think, of of what we were saying. You know, you left to your own devices, you you might go, well, that's a dumb idea or, you know, why would we think like that? Uh, But but you have, you know, trained yourself to um, to be much more open minded and and accepting uh, so you know proof proof of the pudding i think yeah um 2101 is the text number if you've got a question for dave dave winsborough who runs psych- uh, psychometric tests and is an expert in them i know you're up for a critique uh dave so let me put this one to you from gb who uh, like all good texts starts by quoting a great french psychoanalyst and says colette sola has said that diagnosis is an act of violence and that's just the way I feel about psychometric tests that put people in boxes. Yeah. People are way yeah. more complex, paradoxical, and contradictory than a limited test will reveal in one test on one day. Uh, so I, I am not really up on my, um, on my French existential philosophers, uh, but I agree completely that uh, diagnosis outside of the medical um, world is... Um, is indeed kind of violent if it stops people wanting to be the way that they want to be. And that is not the intent of any good psychometric test. You know, an assessment is just going to tell you something about how you're going to show up. It it is not a sentence. You don't have to behave that way. And you can choose to, you know, do whatever it is that you you want to do. Um, What what we would say, I think, is... um, is it is a guide to the internal terrain of an individual it, it is not saying you will do this because sometimes you know people people don't you know everyone's varied and uh, and i fundamentally believe in free will it is probably like you know behavior your behavior is to personality what the weather is to climate so i can tell you <laughs> at this time of the year you're more like you're more likely to experience rain than not and it's but it doesn't mean to say that, you know, in Paris right now, it's raining, even though generally it's more rainy at this time of year. It's the Go same on. with personality. Thank you. Um, I'm a senior tertiary researcher and educator. And to me, these international tests appear to fail to cover linguistic and cultural capability, a major crucial requirement for leadership positions in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Can you please ask about that, says John. Sure. Uh, so the, the point about linguistics is super interesting, right? The, the modern, this big five model emerged from uh, researchers combing dictionaries, English dictionaries to be sure, in America at the turn of the century. And then that research has been replicated a few times. 
taking out all the words that people use to describe other people and then kind of categorizing and putting them into buckets and going, oh, my God, look at that. They all sit together. Um, what I can say is, uh, you know, there has been substantial research with literally millions and millions of human beings. And no matter the language that we use, no matter you know where you are in the world or the culture, we find the same basic taxonomy of personality. So this, these big five factors turn up no matter who, you know, human beings are far more similar than we are different, but we might speak different languages, come from different cultures. But I can tell you, you know, in, in, uh, in Maori society or uh, in Iranian society or wherever you are, there are people who are going to be shy and there are people who are going to be outgoing and there are people who are going to be warriors and there are people who are going to be dead calm. And that that is more to do with being human than it is to do with any um, cultural artifact like um, like language. So, you know, much as I respect that view, I think the science is extremely clear um, that, that uh, personality is a, a fundamental human universal. Dave, a couple of minutes to go. Is there anything you really wanted to talk about that I haven't asked you about yet? Oh my God, uh, you put me clean on the um, on the back foot. Um, okay, no, that's okay. I've got plenty more questions. I just want to make sure there oh, wasn't something away. that you were itching. Yeah. Um, so somebody, Ethan says, how do these tests intersect with neurodiversity? I can see them being used to weed out right. difference. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, super interesting. Um, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, so uh, what would I say? The first thing I would say is that if, if we're using these things in an assessment, uh, you know, for uh, like an evaluation and before a job, you should never rely on a personality test by itself. It should never be the thing that determines whether you get or don't get a job. And uh, and I, we don't know enough about neurodiversity and how that um, that affects people. And, and it is absolutely true that someone who is neurodiverse might not show up in ways that are desirable. And so any... The, the, you know, the useful thing about a personality assessment is to say, well, look, this is how you show up. And, and for the organization to go, great, that's fantastic information. Here's how we can work with this person as they are. So uh, I think definitely more research. You know, we don't know enough yet about that. Uh, and, and the point is a really good one that you should never just use these assessments for, um, or, you know, purely as the sole bit of information. Okay, 30 seconds left. Slightly tongue-in-cheek one, possibly from Virginia, asking if it's worth doing an assessment like this on your partner before you marry them. I'm paraphrasing her. What do you think? Oh, definitely. There are there are really good... Um, I was talking to my friend Lucy last night about this. There are very good um, predictors of infidelity and divorce rates that sit in the personality factors. And um, someone wants to get in touch with me, I can point them at the research so that they can put their partner through a test. Wow. And, I can't uh, believe I asked you that just before the pips. Dave Winsborough, thanks so much. Thanks, Jesse.